This is the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now, from Studio B or wherever the Saints and Pelicans might be, here's Brianna Nowlin and Cassie Calvert. Welcome to your Friday episode of the Black and Blue Report. I am your host, Bree, and I am joined by a special guest today, none other than Daniel Salerson. I am not Cassie. <laughs> You're not as pretty as her, unfortunately. I know. I get that. I, I get it. I, I, the appearance now has dropped a little bit as far as not having Cassie on here, but I'll try well, to step it up. And... You have a great face for radio, oh, so it works. That's what everyone tells me. <laughs> All right. We have a lot to talk about today, especially on the football side of things. Free agency started yesterday, and the Saints did not hesitate to make quite a few moves. Uh, we re-signed defensive tackle Nick Fairley to a four-year contract. He came to the Saints first um, last offseason as a free agent from the Rams on a one-year deal, and he racked up a career high of six and a half sacks and 43 tackles. So I think it's a great move on the Saints' part to keep him around on the roster. We also ended up picking up middle linebacker A.J. Klein and wide receiver Ted Ginn Jr., both from the Carolina Panthers, and also guard Larry Warford from the Detroit Lions. There's always something about when you pick up some free agents from your rival. There's yeah. some like, all right, we'll take them from you. Thank you very much. And <laughs> those guys, both of those contributed a lot for the Panthers. A.J. Klein was the backup to Luke Keekley when he got injured. And Keekley, you know, the star linebacker for the Panthers, Ted Ginn Jr., is a deep threat as far as his speed and also could be a great return man. And then Fairley had his best season as a pro with the Saints with six and a half sacks, uh, most tackles in his uh, time here with New Orleans as well. So the Saints were aggressive in day number one. They were one of the busier teams, and uh, I think they filled three needs that they were wanting to address this offseason. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to have that room as far as the cap rate goes, um, being able to go go in there and make yeah. some smart transactions and not necessarily just throw all your money at one player, um, especially I know in the past it's been a struggle with taking chances on players yep. and paying overpaying players, and then they don't end up producing in the season. Yeah, the key is not to overspend here, and as uh, we'll hear from Sean Fazan about this, is uh, when you're in a battle with another team trying to outbid one, you know there are other options out there, and I think that was the case with Larry Warford, where you get him. More bang for your buck with him as far as a guard position instead of some of the other guards. They're going to be paid a lot of money. So uh, not they were very aggressive yesterday, but then spend all their money. So will have some options here on day two. And also whatever they don't get in free agency, they can address in the draft. Yep. As of right now, there's still no word of a Brandon Cooks trade. But after picking up Ted Ginn Jr., you never know if they're going to if that's in preparation to trade Brandon Cook. So we'll have to stay tuned. Maybe we'll have an update for you on Monday's show or a little bit later on in free agency about that. But remember, GM Mickey Loomis said it would take an awful lot in order to trade him. Same thing, similar words from Coach Sean Payton. So we'll see. I mean, we still have some several needs that need to be addressed, um, namely an edge rusher and a cornerback. So, I mean, draft coming up. Free agency yeah. just started, so a lot going on in Saints world. Yeah, I think with the Cook situation, you see reports of, well, they turned down an offer for this or like a first-round pick or they turned down or the Patriots and Saints are working on a deal. And I think a lot of it also we have to keep in mind that some of these could be smoke screens. 
Some could be driving up the price on the Patriots player because there are reports that it was Cooks for Malcolm Butler. Patriots could be doing that to maybe drive up the price on Malcolm Butler. Saints could be driving up the price on Cooks saying we want more. And if there's a bidding war for Cooks, then maybe someone gives the Saints a better offer than what the Patriots have. So as much as you hear things, I wouldn't believe everything you hear, but it's no secret that the Saints could be shopping Cooks and there are reports that maybe something could be done today, whether it's with the Patriots or not. But today should be interesting. Uh, day two after uh, day one was pretty mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, you never know. It's never all know. speculation until it actually happens. Just refresh Twitter. It's all you have to do. That's what <laughs> I've been doing all day. Yeah, me too. Definitely. It's a great source. So uh, a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk to Sean Fazan of Fox 8 Sports and get his take on some of the moves that we've made so far and looking into the future. Uh, let's turn things over a little bit to Pelicans basketball. No game tonight, but the Pelicans will be playing in Charlotte against the Hornets tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time. We've only seen the Hornets one other time this season, and we beat them 121 to 116 in overtime, and that was back in November. The Pelicans are still four wins behind the Denver Nuggets for that number eight spot, and we're trying to snap a two-game losing streak this Saturday. Charlotte does play tonight. They're playing Orlando, so they'll be playing two back-to-back -back games mm -hmm. and have very little rest, so that could work in our favor. Yeah, but it's also a rare home back-to-back because -back they're playing at home tonight, so mm -hmm. they don't have to travel far as far as coming <laughs> back tomorrow. But yeah, the Pelicans, I think, has just been an offensive struggle in the last few games. Haven't been able to hit shots. They've been turning the ball over the last couple of games. Haven't gotten over 90 points, and uh, it's nice, though, for them. It's been a while since the team's had two straight days of no games. It's nice for me, too, that guy that works every game, so <laughs> right. I've been enjoying that. Um, but the key is I want to see how Anthony Davis is feeling. He left the game with a left wrist injury on that alley-oop play, uh, did not come back. I'm curious to see what his status is. We'll probably hear more today when Alvin Gentry and some of the players speak after practice. But this is a chance to get back on track against a Charlotte team that has been struggling recently, and uh, the Pelicans just need to get a win, just, a, just another win under their belt, mm -hmm. gain a little confidence before you're home for three out of your four games next week. So a chance for the Pelicans to get back on track. But 17 games to go and you're four back at Denver, that that window is closing a little bit. So yeah. you're going to have to start going on a streak sometime. Yeah, definitely. And, Daniel, you got to chat with Wayne Seldon Jr., right? Yeah, he's assigned to a 10-day contract, did not play in the game against the Raptors on Wednesday, but uh, got a chance to talk to him yesterday. We ran it on the Alvin Gentry show. A really good guy. The Pelicans actually worked him out during draft workouts uh, before the NBA draft, and so he is familiar with here. Just kind of talked to him about just what are his goals during this 10-day and kind of being the – this is his first call to the NBA, so uh, he's a very hungry player and looking to make a contribution mm -hmm. to this team. Great. So we'll hear some of that a little bit later on in the show. But first, we're going to hear from Sean Fazan of Fox 8 Sports. And we will be back with you after this commercial break. The future is bright for your new Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins, along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st, will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-FOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. 
Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We are going to talk a little bit of Saints football. A lot of big moves happened yesterday as the start of free agency started. And we are on with Sean Fazan of Fox 8 Sports to give us a little bit of insight on all of the transactions that we've made so far. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing good this morning. Um, so before we get into specifics about each player that the Saints have signed, um, let's take a quick look at the broad picture because the Saints obviously did not hesitate to make any moves on day one of free agency. What's your overall take on what GM Mickey Loomis has done thus far? I thought it was a, uh, a strong show of, uh, of urgency, if you will. I thought they came out of the gate swinging. Um, I thought they um, came out with kind of the, the self-awareness, if you will, of a team that's finished seven and nine the last three seasons and an urgency to get better. Um, I thought they came out with some smart moves. Um, I thought they came out uh, with a, you know, um, aggressive, deliberate, yet smart approach. I thought all in all, it was a strong first day, a strong start to free agency for the Saints. The Saints re-signed Nick Fairley, who we signed last year in free agency, how would you assess his playing last season, and what strengths do you think he'll bring to the Saints lineup going into the future? Well, the strengths are he's an excellent three-technique defensive tackle that can get after the passer from the interior, uh, and he really bolsters the interior of that defensive line. When you talk about him, Sheldon Rankin, David Onyemata, Tyler Davison, that's a pretty strong group of four uh, along the interior of that defensive line. And, you know, when I saw the numbers for his contract – uh, I immediately tweeted out, excellent deal for the Saints because the market for him was a little bit tricky because he had a great contract year, but his career before coming to New Orleans was a little bit up and down. So it was just hard to gauge what he could get on the open market. I estimated it would be something like 9 to $10 million a season. And if the numbers are accurate, uh, the Saints got him for 7.5. So not only did they get a, a productive player, a disruptive player, they also got him at a pretty good rate. Well, I think it's a win-win. Nick Fairley kind of bet on himself. The one-year deal got himself a nice contract, and the Saints got themselves a team-friendly deal and get a very good player back on their defense. Looking at Warford, the Saints' offensive line has at times struggled to protect Drew Brees. So coming out of Detroit, what impact will he make in terms of protecting the quarterback? I would think an immediate impact. Um, the Saints' offense is built, you know, other than the quarterback, I think that obviously that's priority number one. You can make a case that the next most important position is the, is the guard position along the interior of that offensive line just because of the way uh, Drew plays. That, that interior pass rush is the thing that, that's always giving him trouble. And when you can uh, when you can fortify that, I guess you could say, um, along the interior of that line, uh, Drew can be extremely productive as he was last year. You know, just to kind of give a glimpse of it, when that position is out of whack, you get what happened in the preseason last year. They brought in Jari Evans, who kind of uh, saved the offensive line, stabilized things, and they had a pretty good year. Um, but obviously, Jari's gotten, gotten a little bit older. I'm getting into Larry Warford. You get younger, and uh, hopefully, he steps right in uh, and is able to be an adequate run blocker and pass blocker. Um, 
So I think he's a guy that uh, that steps in as an immediate day one starter, and uh, I think he's a guy that can have an impact and good on the Saints to avoid a bidding war uh, with the Cleveland Browns for Kevin Zeitler because uh, that was a record-setting contract, and I think with Warford you get a much more uh, of a bargain deal. Mm-hmm. Staying on that offensive side, with the initial signing of wide receiver Ted Ginn Jr., is this a precursor to a potential Brandon Cooks trade? And what's your take on trading Cooks? Uh, you know, I think Brandon Cooks is the most tradable asset on the team just because he's a productive player, he's young, uh, he's entering the prime of his career. But in the Saints' mind, in the Saints' case, I think he's a player whose production, while great, uh, can be replaced, whether that be from a wide receiver or uh, from another position. Uh, I think the addition of a guy like Ted Ginn uh, helps because he can stretch the field vertically, um, and I think he's a dynamic return presence, which is something the Saints have not had uh, in quite some time, uh, not since Darren Sproles have had a true dynamic return threat, and I think that's an area that gets overlooked a little bit just in terms of the way it can you know, change a game uh, and tilt it in the Saints' favor. So. Um, I think, look, with the addition of Ted again, even if Brandon Cooks is not traded, he brings a return threat uh, to the wide receiver core and to the special teams. Uh, and I think it's a, it, it's a win because it's probably – the numbers haven't come out yet, but it's, it's more than likely at, at his age uh, a decent deal in terms of money for the Saints. Mm-hmm. One of the other big needs that the Saints needed to address was the middle linebacker position. And they haven't had much success in previous years looking for a starting middle linebacker. Do you think A.J. Klein could be the player that the Saints have been looking for? I think he could. Um, I think he'll have the opportunity to step in and start. Um, I think you're right. That position, I think they've wanted kind of an, kind of a, an alpha dog, if you will, in the middle. Uh, haven't really had one since uh, since really Jonathan Zilma. I mean, Curtis Lofton had a pretty good, had a pretty good run of three years uh, with the Saints. Um, so it's been kind of a revolving door as far as who's going to be that guy. A guy like A.J. Klein is – has been behind uh, Luke Keekley, one of the maybe the best in the game. Uh, hopefully, he's picked up a few things, but he's done well in the in the time he's gotten to play, and he's he's been able to get on the field a good bit just because uh, with some injuries to Luke Keekley. So uh, I think it's it, it was worth it. I think the deal was pretty fair on both sides. Uh, I think he's a guy that's kind of itching to uh, get that starting opportunity. He'll get a chance to to compete for that and likely get that job. Um, it's just a matter of. Uh, can he be productive? Um, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a gamble, you know, when you talk about a guy that has, that has never been a starter. But, you know, you could, could have said the same thing about Craig Robertson last year, who was brought in to be a special teams guy. He ended up being the best linebacker on the team. So, I think all in all, I thought it was a pretty good signing for the Saints. What do you think it means to be taking two players from one of our NFC South division rivals? Well, I, I, I like it. I mean, you know, you're talking about you know, they always downplay the knowledge of, of, of a player who's been on another team um, when they play, play that team. But the truth is uh, there's, there's, there's intel to be gained. And, uh, you know, look, I, I, A.J. Klein is a guy I know that Carolina liked. Um, Teddy Gimm was a guy that was a vertical threat. Uh, so I, I think it's, it, it helps the Saints obviously, and it weakens their opponent. Now, look, the Panthers may think they can replace both of those guys, but to have two guys from within the division, I think it certainly can't hurt uh, the Saints' cause. If for no other reason, uh, Carolina is a team you face twice a year, and, um, you know, those guys can uh, know, know that locker room in and out. So I think, I think it's good. I think it's an added bonus to, to two quality football players. Mm-hmm, definitely. 
Are there any other current Saints players that we should maybe be keeping an eye on during the offseason, whether it's through trading, poor performance, potential retirement? I, you know, the, the one I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cir- keep circling back to is Sterling Moore. Um, he had a good year last year. Um, the Saints haven't signed him yet, and it, 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 he's obviously going to, I guess, test the market. Um, I don't, he's not going to break the bank, but I think he was a quality football player, really stepped up and when the Saints were really down at cornerback last year and uh, played well. So I think he's a guy that, you know, and the cornerback is a position of need for the Saints. I think, you know, the Saints would certainly like to have him back at the right price. But I think Sterling Moore is the next one I would look at in terms of, okay, what, what, can they, what, can they, what kind of deal can they get done? Uh, and is it worth it for the Saints to bring him back? Uh, I think it is at the right price. But I, I think he's the one, other than Nick Fairley, that, that could garner some significant attention on the open market. We're with Sean Fazan of Fox 8 Sports. One final question for you, Sean, and then I'll let you go. After seeing the Saints' initial moves in free agency, what need do you predict that the Saints are planning on addressing with that 11th pick in the draft? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I think it's pass rusher. Um, if you look at the uh, the prices for pass rushers on the free agent market, they're a little bit out of control. Um, they're a little bit inflated. And it's just not good business to go out and spend big money on someone else's uh, edge pass rusher. Uh, those guys generally don't hit the market like Chandler Jones, like Jason uh, Pierre-Paul, Melvin Ingram. Um, so the the next tier of guys, you're paying big money for guys that aren't necessarily of that quality. Um, so I think with the pass rushers in this draft, I think there's no doubt the Saints very early uh, go edge pass rusher in this draft. It's something that the defense has desperately needed for a long time. And hopefully they can finally land their guy in the draft. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much, Sean. How can people keep in touch with you if they want to hear some of your insight from the Saints? Yeah, uh, uh, my Twitter app, my, my Twitter handle is uh, at Sean Fazan on Twitter. Uh, and look up the Final Play app. Download that. All of our stuff in the Saints free agency uh, is on that. My, uh, my blog updates and uh, video analysis from Juan Kincaid and myself. Of course, every Fox, every day on Fox Eight at four, five, nine, ten. Great, thank you so much, Sean, and I appreciate you, you talking to us today. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit of Pelicans basketball. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? Myrtle the family chow chow seems very interested in you. But you're allergic to Myrtle and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the Houston Rockets Friday, March 17th. Bring your whole clan and celebrate St. Patrick's Day with the Pels. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. Time now to visit with the newest Pelican, Wayne Selden Jr. Wayne, first of all, welcome to Norman. Appreciate it. Thank you. So how's it been so far? What have these last couple of days been like for you? Uh, it's been great. You know, it's a dream of mine that come true. 
and just here working, just trying to get better. So what, what was your reaction when you got that call saying that you're, you're coming to New Orleans? Uh, I was excited. You know, I just woke up. Not really just woke up. I was getting ready to go to practice for uh, my D-League team. And I got that call an hour later. I was on a plane. So it was pretty um, exciting. Did you think this was coming soon? I know you've been working so hard in the D-League and been putting up some good numbers. Did you feel like maybe in the next couple weeks here I might be getting that call? Um, You know, you never know. You know, um, that's just the part of the game. So it's just every day you got to approach it the same way and just keep working hard and it'll work out. So what's this year been like for you? Fresh out of Kansas, been playing in the D-League all year, again, putting up some uh, pretty good numbers. Uh, what have you learned in this past year, not only about your game, but also just about yourself? Uh, so much. You know, um, going through the D-League is a grind, and, you know, I was blessed to go through it. You know, um, it's up and downs, you know, and uh, I have my fair share of them, and just how you how you react to the downs is the biggest thing. So what have been some as far as maybe weaknesses that maybe you're starting to learn and start to get better? What are some of the things you're trying to prove on as a player? Just the pace of the game and uh, the defensive defensive end. It's, it's, a, it's a different game, you know, the pro game and the college game. So just trying to adjust to that and adjust to the speed, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a great a great time. Has that been the biggest adjustment as far as going from college to the pro? Is the defensive aspect and the speed, or has there been something else that you're like, whoa, this is a lot different than when in college? Um... Uh, it's hard to say. You know, college is really packed in. You know, that paint's really tight. So there's not really many driving lanes. But um, on the pro level, it's opened up. You know, you know. Um, so it's just been, it's been a great adjustment for me. You know, I feel like my game works better at this level. You bit, you played four years at, at Kansas. Did that kind of help? Three. Excuse me. Did that help you as far as uh, as far as your adjustment, knowing that you had those years in college to kind of get better and work every day? Yeah, you know, I feel like um, everything I've been through is the reason why I'm here. You know, I feel like you got to go through it to get to it. And um, at Kansas, those are my years I grinded, you know, I worked hard and we won. So that was the biggest thing and just trying to always get to that next level wherever you're at. I'm going to get to your Kansas Jayhawks in just a minute. But first, uh, let's talk about this Pelicans team. You, you worked out with them in, in draft workouts. So at least you're somewhat familiar with them. Um, what's it been like here so far the last couple of days with head coach Alvin Gentry and then now you have guys like DeMarcus Cousins and AD around you. Uh, what's this few days been like for you? You know, it's been great. You know, great coach, great coaching staff. I'm um, just honored to be here, you know, playing along great players, you know, playing along all-stars, you know. So it's it's just a great opportunity for me to be here. What have you learned in the last two days from Coach? A uh, whole bunch of different stuff. You know, it's just I'm all eyes and ears right now, so it's it's hard to say what I've learned, but I'm just taking it all in. So for fans that really don't know you as well, um, we talked about some of the things you're trying to work on, but what are some of the things about you? What kind of player do you label label yourself as? Well, you know, I'm still fun of myself. You know, over this past year, I've been able to improve on a lot of things. So I feel like, I don't know. I really don't know what type of player I am. I think I could be pretty good. You know, um, I can shoot it, pass it, um, athletic. I just want to be a lockdown defender. So however it has to happen. So do you you pride yourself on playing great defense? Is that something that kind of helps you maybe think that you can get a roster spot knowing that how great of a defender you are or trying to be? Uh, yeah, I need to be. You know, I don't feel like I'm there yet, but I need to be that defender. Uh, what about some of the, the guards and some of the players you've been working with? Has there been anyone that you've kind of uh, drawn to in these last couple of days? Maybe that's kind of helped you with some guidance and kind of even at practice, or has it just been everyone just kind of been helping you out? It's really been everybody, you know, um... Even from, like, guys to J.C., who's here on a 10-day just like me, he's been helping out a lot. 
and everybody else, you know, just from Jared Jack talking to me and stuff like that. It's just it's just a great opportunity to be around so many basketball minds, so many good players. Does that make you a little bit more comfortable knowing that there are similar guys in your position here that are going through the same thing as you is trying to, you know, trying to make their way onto a team and going through the 10-day contracts? Does that kind of help a little better knowing that there are people on this team that are going through the same thing as you? Um, or does that not really matter? That I much? can't really say it's the same thing. You know, we all got our own journeys, you know. JC's an NBA player. You yeah. know, he's an established NBA player regardless if he's in the D League or not. Um, so it's it's not the same for me. You know, I'm I'm trying to get there. So it's a grind for me. All right, let's talk about your Kansas Jayhawks. Um, already in the thick of the Big 12 tournament. They're the number one seed, and they continue to do stuff. How much do you, you pay attention to that during the season? I know you're working in the D League and trying to make an NBA roster, but how much do you try to pay attention to your Jayhawks during the season? Oh, I watch every game I can. You know, I'm, I'm really tuned in. And it's uh, it's different when... These are these are my best friends, you know. So it's all, I'm watching whenever I can. Uh, I think they got the best guard play in the country, and I think they got number one player, number one. I think they got the number one player in the country and the number one draft pick, and they're two different players. So it's, it's it's I feel like they got a good shot this year. When's the last time you talked to Coach Self? Has he been kind of able to help you during this uh, this journey? I know he's busy with with coaching as well, but being able to talk to him a little bit. Yeah, I talked to him. You know, he's doing his thing, which. I respect, but I talked to him probably two days ago, I think, and he's leading those guys, and I'm sure he's gonna have them ready. What's the best advice he's given you, whether it's right now or uh, when you went pro? What was the best advice he's given you? You know, it wasn't technically advice, but just he he molded me. You know, he shaped me to be mentally tough. He shaped me to be a, a tougher a tougher player and just stronger minded. So I feel like it wasn't really just advice, just him as a whole. He had a real big impact on me. All right, so before I let you go, name me one goal that you're trying to accomplish here, or is it more just trying to learn everything you can in the 10 days that you are? Learn everything I can and get better. You know, it's a, it's a grind, you know. It's not going to happen and snap our fingers. So it's just grinding and getting better. It's the biggest thing with me. Wayne Selden, Jr. Wayne, I appreciate the time and best of luck. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll be back. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. 
future is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. We are about to wrap things up on this Friday episode of the Black and Blue Report. A lot of football talk going on today, and I'm sure going on into the weekend. Uh, free agency has just started, so make sure you stay tuned on to NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app to get all your updates on the current players that we just signed, as well as some potential moves that may be made either today or going into the weekend. So much going on this weekend. You got Pelicans. <laughs> you got uh, conference tournaments for NCAA basketball, which March Madness is mm-hmm. next weekend, which means everyone's going to get their brackets ready. Uh, and then you have, I mean, you have free agency. It's, it's going to be a, a jam-packed weekend. Definitely. So that Pe- that Pelicans game, again, is in Charlotte against the Hornets. It's Saturday at 6 o'clock Central Time, and hopefully we'll come out with a win. Hopefully AD's feeling all right, well enough to play. Hope so. We need him back. <laughs> Definitely. We need to see that AD and Boogie thing going on. I know. I know. We It's been a small sample size so far, but uh, you feel like there's some improvements each game. And, uh, man, it's just exciting to see those two. You have two of the top 10, 15 players in the league on the same team, so... It's always fun when those two are out there together. Yeah, definitely. Great show for all of us, definitely. All right, so wrapping things up, thanks again for tuning in to the Black and Blue Report, and hopefully on Monday we will have some free agent news. We'll probably talk to some of the new players, and you'll hear all of that from Sean Kelly. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.